<clears throat> I'm about to tell you guys a scary story. So, the neighbor who owns the land across the street from the Christmas tree farm is this farming family that lives down the road, and they bought the farm from the old timer who died um, maybe 10 years ago. And the son, who's maybe my age, of this farming family, took over that farm. And he's been running pigs in the woods across from the farm. And that's been really lovely to see. But yesterday, a scary thing happened. Although the tree farm is not officially open yet, people have been showing up. And I've been mm, passively letting them do it. But I'm not there all the time. And... So far, it's been just the little piglets that have come through the fence, and that's fine. Piglets are fine. But yesterday, one of the two mama pigs came through the fence like it was nothing. It must not have been hot. And started snorfling towards people. And that freaked me out. At first, I tried to drive her back. She went back, but she didn't go into the fence. And I thought, okay, we'll just leave her there. But one couple actually had a small dog, which is fine. I let dogs in the grove. This pig sensed the dog and just came following along. Now, I don't think this couple understood what was going on. I think they thought, oh, the pig likes our dog. It's following us like a pet. I think the pig was out to eat the dog. And I saw it, and I saw them heading up into the Christmas tree grove. I happened to be there, and I took off sprinting after them and gut myself in between the pig and the people. And I had to drive that pig back down the hill <clears throat> and across the way. And then I went and drove like a bat out of hell down the road to the farmer's house, couldn't find him, drove down to his parents' house, found the mom, and said, I need your help. And she said, okay. And I went like a bat out of hell back to the farm to find that the pig was still out of the fence and kept going towards people and I kept driving it back. Now, two things. One is I think people think of a pig and they think a smart creature, they think friendly, they think Charlotte's Web. And while this was not some angry boar on, an, you know, on the island of Corsica that's going to charge me with its tusks, this was not a friendly creature that only wants me well. Full-grown pigs are scary. They're big animals, really big. And like, like an order of magnitude bigger than you're thinking they are. And, and they don't drive the way that cows drive. I have some experience working with cows. Cows, you can, you can get to move, right? And the worst it's going to do is kick at you. A pig, you get the sense it could charge you, bite you, who knows what. And it wasn't backing down. And I had to drive this pig maybe four or five times back under the fence. And I was using sticks, chunks of wood, whatever I could get. And it just would not want to drive. And I think... So I think people misunderstand how big a pig can be, and they also misunderstand how dangerous they are. Pigs will eat anything. One of the, one of the 
most gruesome causes of death back in the day when a lot of people kept pigs was people would slip and fall in the pig pen and pigs would come and eat them. Especially kids. And so the farmer showed up and I said, look, you cannot have these pigs. Especially with the fence that's not actually electrified right next to where I have all these people coming to the tree farm. That's not okay. And they came and lured the pigs away with a bucket of grain. But then when I came back later, at the end of the day, the pigs were back at that corner of the fence. They weren't outside the fence, but they were back at the corner of the fence. Because they hadn't actually done anything to get the pigs further away. So I went and talked to the mom again, and I said, you have to do something. This is not okay. And I relayed again the story. I think this time she heard it. I think the first time it just didn't click with her, and she said, oh my god, okay. So... The point of telling this story is that when I had to drive that pig away from that dog, I had to be aggressive. And not just my normal level of aggressive when I'm trying to intimidate something, I had to kick it up a notch because that pig was not responding to my normal, you know, I am an alpha male kind of move. And so I had to hit it. I had to be big, I had to be loud, I had to be intimidating, I had to be scary, and even then it barely worked. And I tell this story because I think in our culture we have lost sight of the fact that there are many instances where aggressiveness is important, right? We think, oh, aggressiveness has no place in our society outside of you know, I don't know, a military class of people who, you know, even so use aggressiveness in a very constrained sort of way. And I think that is a luxury that uh, we have largely afforded people who live in cities, although probably people who live in cities are better tuned into aggressiveness in the sense of other people who are aggressive towards them than people in the country, but certainly people who live in the country around me, who have nothing to do with animals, don't understand that there are dynamics that you have with livestock that are sometimes naturally aggressive. And we hold up on a pedestal the, the horse whisperer who can get the horse to do exactly what they want when, you know, just by whispering to it and, you know, you have a cosmic connection with the animal. And I don't deny that that's real and I don't deny that that's important. But there are also times when you need to be dominant and aggressive. And that is a lesson that we are not teaching our kids these days. As a culture, I, I talked with the kids about it. They didn't get to see me do it, which I think would have been instructive. But I think we are turning ourselves into a society where... It's not just that there is, um, where aggressiveness is, is frowned upon, which I think is good in, in a large respect, but it's also we're turning ourselves into a society where we can't even imagine that we would need aggressiveness for anything other than a, something bad. But here was something good. Hey, Willa! Don't go chasing off like that. Come on, let's turn around. Come on, Willa! Willa! Yo! Willa! Excuse me for a second. And if there's anything that my 
encounter with the pig yesterday showed me. It's that while there may be very little place for aggressiveness, hey Maisie, come here. While there may be very little place for aggressiveness in our culture and our society these days, that doesn't mean that you will never need it. And it's important to recognize when you need it and to have it at your disposal. Right? You need to be able to be the mama bear protecting her cubs <clears throat> when that time comes around. And you need to be able to recognize a scary situation as it's developing in a way that these folks from the town did not. And so I don't know where that where that leaves us. You know, I'm in some respects I feel like uh <clears throat> in some respects I feel like, you know, martial arts maybe come close where you have a faith in your ability and and you know when to use it and when not to use it. But I also think that, you know, someone who had training in martial arts wouldn't necessarily have known what to do in this circumstance. I think handling livestock is its own skill. And understanding just how much to push them and, you know, and where to put your body and where not to put your body and how the psychology of it works is its own skill. And I think as we lose the experience of people working on farms and certainly working on farms with large animals, we lose that nuanced understanding of aggression as being important sometimes and an important part of staying safe. And I think we could all stand to think about that a little bit and figure out where in our lives we need to be prepared to be a little more aggressive at times. <laughs>